up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. All right, so between uh, fans on Twitter fighting about Washington football team versus Red Wolves or whether we should trade for Deshaun Watson or not, uh, there's actually some real news to talk about. This morning, reports came out that we will be hiring former Carolina Panthers GM Marty Herney. Uh, he has local ties, as everybody knows. Went to good counsel. He's, he's out of Wheaton, I believe. Uh, started his career as a PR guy here with the, with the, Red, with the then Redskins. He's an experienced GM. He does have a track record, I should say, that's up and down. He has two stints with Carolina. So this is a lot of consternation for Skins fans right now or Washington football fans right now. Some want to see Kyle Allen get promoted. Some preferred Martin Mayhew or the, uh, the guy from the Bills. So I'll throw it to you guys and just get your initial opinion on the uh, hire that's supposed to be announced here any minute now. I mean, I'm, gonna be honest. I, I'm not like – as upset as I've seen the rest of the fan base on social media, like one, I mean, we probably should have all known that Ron was going to lean towards hiring one of his guys who he can, you know, like he's been telling us, he wants people that he can trust, you know, obviously hurting somebody who he's dealt with in Carolina for a long time. Um, but the crazy thing about it is we still truly don't know his full GM duty. Like this is completely different than what it was down in Carolina, because as you know, or as we all know, uh, this is more of a coach-centric thing now. So it's really like Rivera has final say. And it's clearly in Carolina, it was probably more of a Herney, um, the previous owner, Richardson-type situation. Like, final say wasn't going through Ron Rivera. So I think everybody needs to reel it in and, you know, not jump off the ledge just because it's another Carolina body. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm open to it, man. Like, I don't, I don't see any negative issue with it. Also, like, we've heard that there's a possibility that they add some more people to the front office to, you know, help assist as far as football operations. So until we get more clarity as far as who's doing what and who whose responsibility is what, I wouldn't jump off the ledge like most of the fan base is on Twitter. Wait, so, Corey, so when you're throwing shade at fans on Twitter, are you talking about me? Because I tweeted something about it today and promptly got roasted in my mentions. You know, it's funny. I saw you tweet that and I was like, let me, I, I almost sent it to the chat. I was about to be like, Cliff, look at what Paul doing out here. <laughs> like, nah, though, bro. What'd you say? What'd you say? Really jumping right. off the ledge. This is what I said, Cliff. Leaning pessimistic on Herney, at least it was Ron's hire, isn't a silver lining for me either. Kyle Smith isn't being considered in part because of his beef with Snyder. How can I be happy with Ron's decision when a promising in-house candidate is being blocked by Dan's pettiness? Well, but we don't know that he's blocking him. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Before you finish, this is what, uh, this is what Al Galdi said this morning. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he alluded to Kyle pretty much is being ousted because of the beef with Dan. Yeah, but that's life. That's <laughs> life. Like, what the fuck, people? In what world can you just go, like, air your boss out? Not even your boss. You're the boss of bosses. Mm -hmm. You just air him out in front of... What the fuck does this look like? Dan that's, said not this. that's not... That's not... What I think is like... <laughs> Why are people, you cannot call that pettiness. That is any workplace. You can just, you can just talk to your boss like that. And there's no in, way. In, in, in fairness, Kyle was right. It's oh, he was definitely right. right. I just wonder it's how not he about whether you're right. It's not about, it's not about whether you're right, Paul. Cause it's not, 
It's not your decision. You aired that man out. He owns it. It's not his decision, but he's paid to do a job as Corey, well. Dan. Corey, you know what I mean? Corey, Corey, he owns the team. Oh, but I'm not disagreeing so, with you. Trust me. So, so <laughs> regardless of whether you disagree with the decision or not, airing him out in front of all these people might have an impact on your career. That's fucking reality. I wish we knew a little more about this airing out situation. Like, so did you, he say, like, hey, you're a fucking idiot? Or like, you know what I mean? Not, not, no, you, whatever it was, clearly it was considered an outburst. That shit Listen. might impact your career too fucking bad. Like, you're not getting any sympathy from me. If anything, it might say that you might not be mature enough to even be the fucking GM. That's wait, possible. wait, hold on, hold on, so, hold on, clip, hold on, clip. Everybody has had it a moment with their boss before where they said a couple of words. And from experience, I can say that when I had it out with my boss, Everything was spilling out. So you know damn well he was saying, <laughs> Dan, you short motherfucker, you you don't know how to do shit, motherfucker. You and this like, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but then but then that person, then that person can never speak for your organization. So no you doing that to yourself. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, maybe he's just, but Cliff, we also know Kyle Smith is a little young, man. He could just be immature right now. Maybe he's not Corey, ready to be a GM position, but that doesn't mean he won't be ready down the line. Nah, guys, guys, come on, man. You spoke to the boss of the company in this way. So this might impact your future at the organization. It's not to say you might not get promoted, but they might not never, never let you speak for the franchise, which is what the GM does. That's like, that's fucking life. Also, wasn't his daddy a dickhead? Wasn't that the whole I, thing with I, his dad? I was just about to say. Wasn't his, his dad a dickhead? a dickhead? Absolutely, yep. Yep. Yeah, but y'all acting like AJ Smith and Dan Snyder weren't buddies Paul, for a minute. Paul, Paul, AJ was definitely a consultant to the front office. Yeah, Paul, both dickheads. Paul, <laughs> y'all, I think the issue here is people are treating that scenario like Snyder is in the wrong only because the result was wrong. Should they have taken Haskins? No, right? The owner wanted to take Haskins, so they're fucking taking Haskins. You curse you. You try to air that man out. I don't know what you said to him. You aired the man out. <laughs> Kyle Perry was like, "You fucking idiot!" Dan was like, "What you say, little nigga?" <laughs> so, so you might not. This might hurt your chances of that place going forward. Definitely. That is okay. life. All right. So, devil's advocate, wouldn't you agree that Dale Snyder, with the interest of keeping this thing moving forward, should put transgressions aside and no, no, keep him here? no. No, no. Come on, dog. No. Come on. Why if it's I, good why? for the team, if, it, if it's good for the team. Why are you all assuming that that guy should be the GM? Like, why? This is my thing when it comes to shit like GM. Coach is one thing. Like, we can see schemes and offenses and teams, what are, are defenses and deck. Well, I think that guy could be a good head coach because of his scheme. We don't know shit about this personnel stuff at all. But also, to, to that point, Cliff, I'm why not are we pretend also to know. sure that Kyle, oh, I said Kyle, why are we also sure that Kyle Smith wants the GM role? You know what I mean? Like he's never come out and truly said, "Yeah, I I'm looking to be a general manager." Has he? All right, all right. I don't know I got, if he wants got, it or I got not. Two things to say. I got two things to say to that, Corey. To, to your point, everybody wants to be promoted. Like I'm not saying that he, he wants just to be got promoted a promotion now. Before. Yeah, he just got promotion. But why would you want to be the VP of personnel and not want to be the GM? My second point is, they did interview Eric Stokes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Eric Stokes has a better resume than Kyle Smith, but Kyle Smith was the highest ranking member of the personnel department under Ron. So the fact that they didn't even interview him kind of speaks that, uh, I don't know, man, like, speaks to are y'all really, really like- Let me say something to that though. Yes, they did an in-house interview. How do we know Ron hasn't gone to Kyle and said, hey, Kyle, the GM duties don't include 
player personnel and running the draft. Like, for all we know, it could be more administrative stuff. And Ron could be like, you know, the position that you're in now, I'm still going to have you in charge of the draft. You know, so on and so on. What we do at the combine, players we bring in as far as the practice squad or free agents. We don't know. That's what I keep saying. We don't know. Right. The GM I mean, could just be another voice for Rivera to have, you know, with him in the front office. It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the person picking the players. You're right. We don't know that, Seagas. But at the same time, I mean, when's the last time you heard about a GM that's taking taking personnel directions from some of the ranks lower than them on the totem pole? I'm but not saying not, that. But it's not a one-person decision, though. It's not a one-person decision, though, Paul. It's not supposed to be one-person decisions. That's The good organizations do not just have one person who's like, yes, no, on every single player. And to that point, Cliff, Riverboat told us that. He said, we want this to be, you know, a collective. People come together. Like, yeah, I may have the final say, but I don't want everything to come to my plate. So maybe that's why he's bringing in a GM who could work with Kyle, who's the VP of player personnel. And there could be another assistant GM or a president player personnel coming in. We Like, we don't know the true duties of yeah. this GM coming in. Because, like I said in Carolina, Rivera reported to Herney. Now, I don't think Herney's in charge of Rivera. Rivera's got Rivera's the leader of this shit. We got to keep that in mind. So yeah. he's, he's going to have final say regardless. And also, I'd say if you if, if we're looking around the league, there are more teams <clears throat> that have multiple front office people. It is not it does not seem to be built in the same structure as it was when we were growing up, mm-hmm. where it was like a simple ladder, right? Just one person in each role. The Browns have multiple people in their front office. The Ravens have always had multiple, like there are multiple people in there mm-hmm. that have some level of uh, um, something that they're that is their main focus. That is your mm-hmm. job. That's how you should probably build your yep. front office. It shouldn't just be one person. So, like like Corey said, we don't know. We don't know what the plan is. They don't have to. T- like I don't know when they're going to tell us. Nah, but I know, know this: we know that one person is actually making the hiring decision. Mm-hmm. I even had read something on Twitter today. I forgot who said it. It was one of the beat reporters that to what Corey said. We don't know what Herney's role is going to be. He might just be an administrative figure in that role with that title, but might mm-hmm. not be have the control of, the, of player personnel because Ron does need help. If there's anything that's clear from this year is that this job was way too big for Ron to be doing on his own without a GM in his corner. So maybe it is my hiring somebody he trusts to just do all the, the, the dirty work. And also keep in mind, the dude Richard Rogers, who's already in the front office, he's doing the cap stuff, which is kind of what Herney was doing, they said, down in Carolina. So, again, we don't know. Herney could be coming in just to, you know, he could be oversight for Kyle, or he could just, like we said, doing the administrative stuff. It, 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 also, it could be several things. We got to get more clarity when they, you know, they, they let us know what, people, what, what everybody's role is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and also, I think the one thing we keep forgetting is that the role and that role in this organization is going to need to be someone who is going in front of the media, right? Yeah. Speaking about what's going on in the org from the um, the head of the front office perspective, which is not something that Ron himself has or should be doing everything, you know what I'm saying, in that regard. That's why you need someone like that. Kyle has never done that. Uh, I was just about to say that. Right? Yep, like, so it's it's a balance. Like people, Like, people are looking at it like, one, why does everybody feel the need to be that guy's fucking agent? You're you're the guy's agent now? <laughs> Niggas can't pay for this man and get the job? Have no idea what the qualification... People are like, I don't know. I don't know what the GM duties are, but Kyle Smith should be the GM. It's like, how the hell does that make any sense? 
how do we know him and Ron haven't already had a conversation? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ron said, Ron came here. When he came here, he told us, look, they've been having great drafts. I want them to stay in place, do what they're doing. I'm going to let Kyle stick to do what he does with the draft. For all we know, they still want to do that. So, I mean, I'm sure no. we're going to get more clarity when they have a press conference, but I wouldn't no. count Kyle out of the team or in the front office just because he's not the, the GM, so to say. Right. I hear you guys on that. Uh, aside from Kyle, because we have no idea what Kyle Smith is, is what he's going to be doing moving forward, if he's going to be here moving forward. Anything that we've heard is only speculation. I think that some of the things that I've seen on Twitter today are fans frustrated that it's a sign of more cronyism, this time not coming from Dan, but coming from Ron. Everybody trusts Ron. Everybody relies on Ron. Everybody believes that Ron is doing the right things for the organization and that he's not doing anything in bad faith or or anything like that. But you did interview a number of good young candidates, and then you interview Ronnie Herney or Ron Herney on Tuesday Marty, afternoon, Marty and then he's and then he's announced on Wednesday morning. I mean, it's like, did you were, was that just for show, or were, were you really doing a, an honest to goodness search? Man, listen, people, listen, people. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking real world. People hire people they know. That's Let what people do. Half the people we interviewed, he knew somehow. Mm -hmm. People just want him. You know what people, it just seems like people just want a new name, new face, just so they can be like, it, we have this like brilliant guy that no one's ever heard of, sort mm -hmm. of thing. Because I don't see what the issue is here. We don't also know don't this person's job is. So why are we so fucking hung up on who's doing it? And to say we go, if the fan base is going to trust Rivera, then you got to trust him in the decision that he's making. He's giving you no reason to not believe he's making the right call. So, I mean, we got to let this play out. This ain't year nine of Bruce Allen or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what what his plan is with the front office. Because like you said, when we first started pod, Paul, there's a possibility that they're bringing in another individual to join Herney in the front office. So he's not done, you know, adding right. talent evaluators to this, to this team. So. It is January 19th. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, all right. Uh, let me just run through uh, the records of the Panthers under Herney. Oh, God. I have right in front of me. So this starting in 2002, <laughs> and it goes all the way to 2012. <laughs> Seven and nine, 11 and five. That was the Super Bowl year. So he, he has that on his record. Seven and nine, 11 and five, eight and eight. Seven and nine, 12 and four, eight and eight. Two and 14, six and 10, seven and nine. I, I have to mention that a lot of the players on the 2015 roster that went 15 and went, went to the bowl when he wasn't there were Herney picks. So in fairness, I have to mention that. Then he was back in 2017. These were all rosters put together by Gettleman, not by him, but as a GM, 7-9, and 5-11, 5-11. Then he was fired. Sounds like he had a better stretch than we had with Bruce. <laughs> I mean, you said the awful low bomber, nigga, but yeah. <laughs> if, I mean, if you're if you're gonna be if your people are gonna be critical of the Panthers record while he was the GM, then don't you have to be critical of the Panthers record when Ron Rivera was the coach? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh I see point, but I'm just saying, like, you you can't be like, look at their record when he was there. As evidence that he shouldn't get, man, you know what, people, shut up. Woosa, fan base, fuck, relax, man. <laughs> don't even know what the guy's gonna be doing. They have no idea. Don't like it. They have no idea. Like, how could you even? I, like, I don't even. When it comes to something like this, it's like, how can I even have an opinion? I don't know what this job is. 
it's kind of like the fan base complaining about the team signing, for example, Logan Thomas. Or I even think back to when, when you remember when Ron brought in uh, the training staff from Carolina. People were like, oh, my God. Well, Carolina fans are telling us on social media that they are good. And then here we have a 2020 season, and we were pretty damn healthy as a team. Like, everybody needs to calm down until they truly know who's doing what. There's no need to have a full-on panic attack because Ron hired one of his buddies from Carolina. I mean, he's been doing that since last year. So. Yeah, I don't understand why people are surprised. Also, also, but here's the thing though: you can't be like you hired one of your buddies. Because I, I mean, like, for lack of a better term, I didn't. Now, you know I, I, now I only say that because there are people that you're gonna work with in life that when you're done working with them, you're like, wow, I had a lot of respect. With I had a, I enjoyed like working with that person. Mm-hmm. I would work with that person in the future if it were up to me. Yeah, that doesn't like. You are in a position like this. You're going to have to trust the people you work with. These are people you've done the job with before. Mm-hmm. If the only barometer is, well, you didn't win a Super Bowl, therefore you all failed. Well, that's fucking stupid. Because they know a, lot, a whole bunch of front office. Like, right? That's fucking <laughs> yeah. stupid. So they had yeah. some good teams in Carolina. They had some ups and downs in Carolina. That's the whole fucking league. Everybody ain't the Patriots, man. Right. Yeah. Do you remember what Ron Rivera said to J.P. Finley about Herney in December? When he interviewed him about it, this kind of speaks to what Cliff was just saying. This is Ron Rivera being quoted. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the platform was. I think it might have been on NBC. But he said, as far as Marty Herney is concerned, I really appreciate working with him. He's a very hard worker and a bright young man. He knows the game. Ron Rivera said that in December. So you're right. I mean, maybe he just has the comfortability with him and, and he knows mm-hmm. that he's going to come to work and he's going to give 100%. I, I mean, not saying that anybody else doesn't give 100%, but I'm saying he knows that he's going to be a guy that he can rely on and trust. And even when he's wrong, he's going to be accountable and, and he's going to put his best foot forward. So it he knows right. he can trust him. And like I said, with Richard Rodgers, like he's doing what Herney was doing in Carolina. So how do we know Ron's not coming in so they can put their heads together and say, hey, Herney, do you think, you know, this is a good idea with Rich? Rich, what do you think? Like put your heads together to see, you know, get different ideas. It doesn't hurt to have an extra set of eyes. You know what I mean? Like everything doesn't have to come to one per- one person's desk and say, okay, you make the call. Why not do it as a collective and, you know, make the right decisions. So everybody, yeah. Wusa, man, shout out to Marty. Welcome. <laughs> um, somebody, uh, Washington football team or tweeted this a few weeks back, just some of the Marty Herney picks. I, I thought it was interesting. It's a lot of good names, a lot of pro bowlers, a couple of hall of famers on the list. Julius Peppers, Thomas Davis, D'Angelo Williams, Ryan Khalil, Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Josh Norman, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Dante Jackson, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chen. Those are all overseen by Marty Herney. Sounds like it's What's the problem there? Mm-hmm. There are multiple reasons why a team might not have won a title. Right? Like, that is the way shit works. The Panthers, the Panthers could have had a Super Bowl. They don't have one. They win that Super Bowl. Everybody's whole conversation about them is completely different. different. You're not mm-hmm. shitting on Marty. You're not calling it this, this garbage kind of steak nonsense. No one's saying anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're only basing it off one game. So we're saying because of one game, your record is now questionable. Nah, man. That shit is beyond me. <laughs> Look, listen, the Packers have had some really good teams. They've been the one Super Bowl. One, one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Saints, Saints have been really good. Saints have been the Super Bowl this decade, or the Dingo Super Bowl in the, de- in the decade, right? Mm-hmm. 
So that shit is hard. <laughs> like, people, like that shit is hard to get to those fucking games, man. You losing the playoffs for all types of fucking reasons, man. Yeah, I hear you. Like, this is uh, just in fairness. I'm just throwing out some things I saw today that I think it was um, Josina tweeted out something about how, oh, Washington is looking at Marty Hearn to be their GM. Meanwhile, they passed on Martin Mayhew, who was a Super Bowl VP in San Francisco. I was like, well, are we forgetting about Martin Mayhew's time in Detroit? Yeah, those, like, years, those years didn't go that great. And we, we Mayhew, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, another, that's a great example. Like, no, 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 guys, guys. Considering it was the fucking Lions. Because <laughs> this is this is what we do. This is exactly what I'm saying. What I just said about Marty Herney and them. The Lions' best stretch of football in like the last. They've had two decent stretches of football in what the last like what sixty years. Mayhew Mayhew was in charge. Mayhew was in charge of one of them. Yep. It's not Mayhew just when you didn't down. go to the fucking Super Bowl. They're the Lions. Right. It's the fucking Lions, man. Look at us. We stink. We stink. We've stunk for twenty straight years. And we yeah. out here, fan base out here, complaining about Ron hiring a GM that he wanted. It, it, it's it's crazy to me how our fan base can just wake up and shit on a move when we've been shitty for two plus decades. It's it's crazy, especially after Ron just put us back on the map. See, he's got us trending up, and we can't even put faith in the Ron that he's made the right choice as far as GM. Come on, man. Look, everybody, I don't know if he's, settle I don't know down. If he's made the, I don't know if he's made the right choice or not. We don't know. I just know this: this shit ain't going left or right because of the GM hire. You know what I'm saying? Like, our future will not be determined by this hire. No, you're right well, about that. If Marty Herney start coming out here drafting Jim Drunkenmillers, then we got a problem. But that's another topic. Let me stop. Damn, you said Jim Drunkenmiller? God damn. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Should we talk to Sean Watson? Or we got more to say about Marty Herney? Shit, we can talk Watson? Come on. Yeah, let's, let's talk a little Watson, man. Because that's that's something that Speaking of fans, it's so funny how fans on Twitter can fight about something that's a totally hypothetical situation <laughs> that probably has like a 2% chance of actually coming true. Y'all fight, y'all just out here just arguing for days and weeks about something that is completely theoretical. But here we are. We, since y'all want to hear it, we talk about the podcast. So <laughs> first things first, how much would you be willing to give up for him? Because I've seen a lot of hypothetical trade packages, this and that. Uh, I've, most of them include a bunch of first round picks, a couple of, of day two picks, and a premium player so uh cliff i'll you go first I, you said something yesterday in a chat that was kind of interesting about was john allen was that you that said john allen that you would include in the trade yeah all right so i think it's two things man like i it's weird our fan base will be like well we got to be patient we got to be patient all right we got to do it the right way we got to do it the right way this time and then a year in we're like man trade it all we do, we do it every time. We do it every time, by the way. Um, but it's a different scenario, though, Cliff. You don't see 25 no, we, we, we say that every time. We also you know say I mean? that every time. <laughs> we also say that every time. No say, doubt. This time no it's doubt. different. It's different no this time. See, X, Y, and Z. This is why we got to do it this time. I'm telling you. This is the move. It's, it's, it's going to happen this time, baby. I'm telling you. We, now we like, <laughs> we like, what's his name from... Uh, What's the uh, season two of The Wire? Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a scheme. We got a scheme. It's going to hit big, though. It's going to hit big this time. Out here like bubbles. We're going to sell these T-shirts. We're going to take over the world. Um, look, I told you I this in the chat. 
if you look at the conference, man, that's the weird thing about the weekend that I was looking at. I'm like, wow, the NFC, the quarterbacks are getting old, man. There's no young quarterbacks in the, in the on our side of the conference. All in the AFC. They're all in the AFC. The next Lawrence is going to go to the AFC. Mm-hmm. Fields might go to the AFC. Maybe Wilson comes in, but we'll and we'll see. Other than Dak, the other guys, the other young guys, man, these guys are not good. Mm-hmm. So, this is an opportunity. <laughs> like th- that is the difference here. You bring Deshaun Watson into the NFC, you are now a Super Bowl contender. Yep. In a way that you, there is no other trade you're ever going to be able to make that could turn you into a Super Bowl contender in the NFL. Those trades just never actually are available to you. So you have to explore it. It has to be explored. That's it's, that, that goes- it's honestly spare. No, there's no player off the table. And I, when I say no player, I mean... There is no one player off the team. That goes back to me saying, this is like you don't see 25-year-old franchise elite-level type quarterbacks, you know, possibly get on the trade market in the NFL, man. It's something they have to explore. I'm not saying I'm the biggest fan of trading a gazillion picks, but even I had to tell myself, like, this is something that we at least got to pick up the phone and say, hey, Houston, what do you want to do here? Because you cannot just – you can't ignore a talent like Deshaun Watson. Like, <laughs> shit. You would trade for a player at that level. You're set at that position probably for the next eight to 10 years, man. So, I mean, conversation, I, I mean, clearly you got to start off with two to three first round picks, probably more, more, more likely three, and see and go from there. See what they're going to ask for Chase Young, man. No, they're going to ask for Montez. No, they're going to ask for Chase Young. They'll be both. Well, they get Allen and Montez. <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> serious. Are you guys serious? <laughs> I would trade him for Chase Young in a heartbeat. Wow. See, see I'm not. See, I, 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 but, I ain't trading Chase though. I can't do that. I but see, y'all being sentimental. You're being sentimental. But see, now nah, you know me. I was even the one where when we had a conversation about Chase two and Herbert. Like, I just kind of feel like the impact that Chase has, and obviously, you need a quarterback. But but we're not dude, talking Chase to a Herbert. We're talking Chase Young or Deshaun Watson. Oh, we are. But I still feel we can get our quarterback. We don't need to do a panic and say, okay, well, here's Chase. A panic. I don't think we need to do that. See, see, see? This is sentiment. Cliff, I'm just saying that there's got to be another way to trade for that player and not get rid of the player you just drafted. We're going to be defensive rookie of the year? Come on, man. That's great. You wouldn't trade defensive rookie of the year for a 25-year-old franchise quarterback. Well, the fact that I feel like Chase Young might have Ray Lewis type impact on defense. I don't really. I you wouldn't have traded Ray Lewis for Peyton Manning. A Peyton Manning. See, there you go. Throwing out Peyton Manning. No, no. For a Hulk, <laughs> for, no. Let's okay. Let's let's do this. Who, if we think to that time, who was a Deshaun Watson level quarterback at that time? I can't in what believe year? In, in 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 Ray Lewis's peak. So like early two thousands. Yeah. Getting there. <laughs> McNair, that's a good one. McNair, an MVP of the league. Yep. Damn, damn sure it was. Ball. You wouldn't, you would trade Ray Lewis. Knowing what you know about football, you are not <laughs> keeping a Hall of Fame linebacker oh, of, over of an MVP not. quarterback. Probably not. Especially one like who was like an MVP, not like a Matt Ryan MVP. McNair was like MVP for real. Right. 
tossing that joint, running that joint. But so, at, at, the, at the same time, Clip, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying, just as devil's advocate, Chase Young ain't just the best player on the team. He ain't just the deepest of MVPs. Also, the face of the franchise. He's the best defensive player in the league. And the heartbeat of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is a whole identity by himself. You know what? You know what's also an identity? Winning. (laughs) True. I'm not even saying that I would, you offer Chase for him. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. You can't even probably even have that conversation for real because that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's not even a realistic trade. I am just saying, I would trade Chase Young for Deshaun Watson. That is I not mean, like there's no reason to say otherwise. It doesn't wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense, man. I give him sweat. <laughs> man. <laughs> I just wish but, that uh, Bill O'Brien was still in charge of the Texans. He oh, my God. Dog, I would have been like, all right, man, here's a first-round pick and a 2022 third. I want <laughs> I want Watson. I want J.J. Watt. I want Beyonce. I want James Harden. And I want a Whataburger <laughs> franchise. And I want draft rights to Bun B. Make it happen. <laughs> Bro, I'll never forget when um, the media asked Rivera, did he – know that Houston was trading Hopkins. He was like, nope, we didn't know anything. Had no idea. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is Bill O'Brien doing, bro? <laughs> uh, <sighs> all right, so a realistic trade scenario. Let's just keep chasing out of it just because yeah. I, I just have a hard time believing they would do it. Yeah, why you have I'm to not say saying I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying they wouldn't consider it, but a realistic trade package for Watson, Um, I would say... The Griff trade plus a player. So what? Three first, a second next year, and I, I, Deron Payne. I'd Damn, Deron I mean, Payne though. I'd rather have Allen than Payne. Shit. Yeah, I'd rather too. have Allen me than Payne. Y'all tripping. <laughs> I, no, and the only reason why I say that is because well, one, I think that Mm-mm. John Allen came off a All Pro level season, and also and if- I think I also think you can get. From I United, which you're getting from Payne. I think that what did Payne just come more off, unique? Though? What kind so of what? year did you think Payne had? I don't. I think I don't think Payne. We're not going to get into a Payne conversation okay. again. He had yeah. some, again. He had some games where he flashed. He had some games where he didn't. You know, great. But that's what I feel. Game. That's what I feel about Allen. I'm not. I'm not even trying to badmouth Allen right now. What I'm saying is just like. I kind of feel like they both had damn good years. Know what I mean? Like especially in the playoff game. Nah, shit. I think. I only, think. Only D lineman that showed up in the playoff game was '94. He I, had think two Allen, I think Allen. Oh, you're right about that. So you Payne had a day last Saturday. I don't Saturday. even remember John yes, Allen making a play in the fucking yeah, playoff. Yeah, yeah, but Allen had a better season than Payne. He did. Come on, Corey. He, had a better season he did. I, I, I don't know, Corey, fellas. Corey, we might have watched get, all 22. Corey without him. is getting very sentimental with these players. I know. <laughs> this is <laughs> sentimental. Don't do that. <laughs> you get very that. sentimental. Oh, we can't. I can't trade Chase. I can't. This is sentiment. It, the team is built around the D-line. The dogs up front are 90, 99, and 94. I think you could get away with letting, if you had to make a move with 98, 93, 97, but 90, 94, 99, that's the heart of your D-line. Uh, yeah, but I'm Corey, not so like, sure that's you true. Said, I think that 98 might be the best player in that little group you just mentioned. He might be. And, and you already have one also coming off an injury. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but you also have three more years of control of Matt Ioannidis versus at at the very least or the very least one possibly two of Payne where you got Payne. 
Well, pain under control. We got you could well. When's Payne's option? Not next year, right? That's John Allen's. Payne's year. option is is in 2023. So he has one more year under like his regular rookie scale. Then he has the fifth year option, 2023. I think that Ionatis' extension kicks in in 2021, right? Or did it already start? Hold on. I thought that joint already started. I could be It wrong, doesn't though. matter because you're not going <laughs> to say you're not trading for hey. Deshaun Watson because you don't want to trade a defensive lineman. That's insane. That's nah, that's insane. not what I'm saying, though, Cliff. I'm saying don't just, don't just. Do whatever Houston says. They're a dumbass organization. No, no, nobody's saying do whatever Houston says. What do you mean? I don't care what defensive lineman you name. We're not going to not trade for Deshaun Watson because they asked for a defensive lineman. That was too much for us. That's ridiculous. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, no. If they say whatever D lineman, it's got to be part of the conversation. If they're insistent, this might mean give up less draft picks. But everyone is on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it doesn't make All right, sense. So, so you say McLaurin, McLaurin's on the table, too, is what you say? Any players on – there is no player for which the, the conversation is over because you asked for that player. No. Deshaun Watson is more valuable than any player on your roster. Period. Also, Ionitis is signed through 2022. Okay, so his, his extension started last year then. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay. You said three first in pain? I would say three first and second in pain. I'm just, that's just RG3 trade plus a player. I just, man, I, I'm of two minds here, man. I'm very reluctant to make that kind of move, man. Oh, don't I, do twist. I think I'm not saying like, that I would do it. I, I'm just I know, saying that seems like nah, the type of conversation that would get the ball rolling. Go ahead. I know, I know. I'm saying that's what I'm what I'm saying is like that is my where I'm conflicted. It's like on one end, giving up whatever you have to give up makes sense here. On the other end, we always do that. We should just not do that this time. <laughs> I know where you go, That's just the one where I'm at, man. I know where you go. Yeah. I would love to do it, but it just doesn't. There has to be a limit here. Yep. We've been down this road, kind of. You know what I mean? Trading picks for Robert Griffin and all that shit not working out. Like, I wouldn't be, I'd be perfectly fine if they just stayed the course and figure out something with as far as possibly Matthew Stafford or find another veteran quarterback to pick up. Like, obviously, you want, you just, you got to take a look at Watson, but don't, don't look at the situation like it's the end all be all for your franchise. Of course not. I'm glad you said that, Corey. So, pick one. Would you rather trade? The trade scenario that I just laid out first, um, Watson, knowing that he, you know, has a three-one touchdown to interception ratio, he's a Pro Bowl level quarterback, a Hall of Fame level quarterback, maybe in the making, and he's only twenty-five years old. Or would you rather give up a first and a third for a thirty-two-year-old Matt Stafford? I'm probably gonna say, give me Stafford, baby. Let's go get this damn chip. <laughs> I'm good with Stafford, bro. I'm serious. Like I, I y'all know, I'm a fan of Stafford, so. Uh, it'd be hard for me to turn that. You only want a first and a third. And maybe for all we know, it might not be the first of this year. Like it could be 2022 and we give him a second round pick. Like, I don't know, but I would definitely take a hard look at that Stafford trade, bro. Because yeah, I wouldn't just solely focus on trading away your first round picks for the next three to four years. Damn. Then again, hold on, bro. Let me think about that for a second. (laughs) Cause it's Deshaun Watson, man. Like Cliff said, dude, he's 25 years old. It's, very rare you see elite level quarterbacks like this 
on the trade market. So, damn. Yeah, we've a quarterback at this level has never been traded. Never, never. I'm pretty sure of that. Damn. Paul, I'm going yeah. Stafford. Stafford. What was the price for what was the cost for Watson? The trade scenario that just laid out RG3 plus a player. And then Stafford was first and a third. First and a third. Because basically that scenario, you're keeping two extra first round picks. You can get Stafford more weapons. I mean, you can do anything, but yeah, but let's not act like the difference between Watson and Stafford is negligible. Like it's it's a I mean, I'm not saying that he's leaps and bounds better than Stafford, but he's better, he's a better fit for your offense. And he will be around if you keep him healthy for 10 to 12 to 13 years. Well, see, see that's the thing. That's, that's the thing, though. See, Paul just said 12 to 13 years, though? Like, of course I'm going to say Watson then, bro. Nah, you, <laughs> you, you know why I sort of push back on that kind of thing is that your teams have windows, man. So <clears throat> there's so many injuries in football that I, can only, you, I think you can only get away with thinking about your team within a three-year period. One to three, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because who the fuck knows, right? Um, gosh, I think I'd go Watson. The, 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 reason, the reason I would go with Watson is because I like where our cap situation is at. Right, we have in the the team is young enough to where. You can you can cut the checks, the extensions that you need to give out to the guys who are high performing while also <laughs> keeping your other picks. You know what I mean? The team is pretty young in terms of the core of it. So you could do it. You could actually do it and it would elevate you to a level that is like seriously. So you would be a Super Bowl contender in a way that you've never in my adult life ever come close to being. That wasn't reasonable. Like in 2000, that wasn't reasonable. I don't know what the hell people are talking about. Right? Yeah. But this, you would be a Super Bowl contender in this conference, man. Let me ask you this, though. But would we, do y'all think we'd be a Super Bowl contender with Matthew Stafford? Depends on on other factors, man. I think it depends uh, on how, where else you build and who else you add around him. Well, I mean, I think the off seasons are going to go the same pattern regardless, though. Right? Because the, the needs are – there's certain needs that are not going to change. Like, those things are so bottom of the league that they have to get upgraded regardless of whether it's Watson or Stafford you bring in. Mm-hmm. So, there would be other changes. I think – Super Bowl, no. Super Bowl, nah. nah. You, but you're a contender. Mm-hmm. What I'll say is this – NFC. What I'll say is this. I think if you add Stafford or Watson, you're the favorite in the division for the next couple of years at least. If you add Watson, though, I think you're a contender for the conference. Every year you have, as long as you keep the pieces around them healthy and paid. Yeah, so you don't think we'd be a contender with Stafford? I, I, I don't know. It depends, it depends on well, what else you add. I think you add Stafford, you're the favorite in the division. And I, I don't even think that that's me sensationalizing it. I think that with Stafford playing in the same exact offense with the same exact pieces, nothing else is added. You're going to win this division but see, most likely. But we can't assume Watson nothing goes. else is added because in the scenario that you said, we're also keeping more picks when it comes yeah. to, you know, trading for Stafford. I, obviously, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have an issue with either one if we keep it in the buck, but yeah, I just think, I still think we'd have a damn good window with Stafford. It might be shorter because he's older than Watson, but I think we'd have a damn good shot with uh, Stafford at the helm. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. I'm just thinking to myself, is like the way the team is currently constructed, you have a quarterback who's 32 years old, who still has a hell of an arm that's 
by all accounts, a great locker room guy. You, you never have to worry about whether he's working hard or not. Then you have Watson, who is an ultimate weapon, who's going to make everybody around him better and is going to use his legs to, I don't know, I don't know how many points his legs are worth. I mean, an extra couple 50 to 60 yards, three or four points a game. I mean, that makes a difference in a long season. No doubt. Look, for me, I think right now, if you look at the way the conference is laid out right now, the, the path to being a contender in the conference, I'm separating that from Super Bowl contender, right? Like Super Bowl contender, you can actually win it and it wouldn't be shocking. With mm-hmm. Watson, you become that. With Stafford, I can't go that far. I can't, I, I just, I can't go that far yet. <laughs> like I like mm-hmm. Stafford a lot, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna boost him to that. But look, Bucks, it's Bucks Packers, right? Yeah. yeah. Bucks Packers this year. Those guys are old. We went toe to toe with them Bucks with Taylor um, Heineken. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seahawks, they're in flux. Mm-hmm. Our entire division is in flux. I don't think the Cowboys are in flux. The Cowboys are going to be dangerous next year. <laughs> if, if Dak is back, they're going to score a ton of points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought they was going to do that. Did. In the first four games when he was playing, but they did. Too. No, but they did. They just couldn't stop. Defense Their defense is good. Scoop. Right. Right. But yeah, they, they fired Mike Nolan. Dan Quinn. Like their well, defense. Dan Quinn, not gonna be... Hey, Dan Quinn, 28-3. Damn, Corey. I, I get it. No, I get it. Corey, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, no, because they, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with y'all because I just see a lot of Cowboys fans boosting this higher on Twitter. It's a lot of them that are really I, geeked up. Like, you still got to upgrade your personnel and let's not act yeah. like. Dan but Quinn the, is second coming of Todd Bowles or some shit. I'm just saying. Like, but it's going to no, be no better. <laughs> it is highly unlikely the defense is as bad as it was. No doubt. That's all I'm yeah. saying. No Cowboys doubt. do have a lot of free agents, though. A lot of free agents, including that. Yeah, that might, be, that might be for the better. Might be for the better. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully they keep Jalen Smith as a starter. When you sign Dak, oh, shit. Uh, if, that's, if that's a free agent. They should they have to they have to redo their entire secondary again. What if we signed Dak? Okay, I'm asking, okay, if, okay. If, if is, oh, that's what you say. Okay, agent. yeah, my fault. No, I'm asking if Dak is a free agent, would you would you be interested? I'd give him a call, see what they're talking. Let's <laughs> fuck with Dallas and make the price go. <laughs> I'll stop. say this though: if I had choice <laughs> between if I had choice between Watson for the bag and more or Dak. For five years, 190 million. Mm. I mean, I'd, I'd probably just choose Dak because you're not giving no picks. Yeah, I think people sleep on Dak, man. I'm not saying he's better than Watson, but I think you he's not. Be- he is not better than Watson, but Dak oh, well, is bad. Still making him sound though. Wait a second. Wait. <laughs> wait. This guy Dak was playing at a very high level before he got high level. Very, very high very, level. Very, <laughs> He was playing as well as Watson played this year. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I'm agreeing with you on that. I I honestly put them at the same level. Cliff, Whoa. I remember you said you, were, you wouldn't want to, you know, dish out all that cap for Dak, but. Yeah. You know, no, no. Like, think, you know, huh, the circumstances have changed, though, man. The, the conference, man. I'm looking at the conference right now. Right. I'm like, yo. This motherfucker, it was Drew Brees versus Tom Brady out here, man. <laughs> In the year 2021. Right. This shit can't, like, Brees is done. See ya. All right. Hit, Tom going to be 44 next year. Right. Tom going to be 44. 
Rodgers is old. Mm-hmm. Although he's still a bad man. Nah, <laughs> Rodgers is still Rodgers. Yeah, no the doubt. conference is kind of open. Because I don't think the Packers are that good. Yeah. I actually think don't I don't know if they're gonna beat the Bucks. It would not surprise me if the Packers got boat raced in the Super Bowl. Like if they with the Super Bowl and just got mopped, wouldn't be shocked. Damn, A-Rock would go out like it, that. Nah, because they kind of turned into Notre Dame, man. <laughs> the very Notre Dame-ish. <laughs> Wait, go on, go, go on uh, about that. Explain it. Just overrate them every year. Every year we yeah. overrate them. Yeah. And then the big game comes, they get mopped. Because when you think of the Packers, the first thing you think of is A-Rod, not everything else where they could be weak at. And usually they get exposed in the playoffs. So. Yeah. Just no, I hear you. Um, I actually thought about this yesterday. So, uh, clearly the Packers felt they needed to draft a quarterback because they thought that Rodgers was losing it. After this year, I don't know if they still believe that. Would you be interested in trading for Jordan Love if you were available? No. No. Nope. All right. Nope. Well, fuck it then. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I remember the reports they had of that dude coming out camp. And not saying he can't be good, but I don't even think he was dressing at one point. <laughs> they said he was. Now, why I can't read into that? I can't read. Yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm saying. Cause I, I, but I wouldn't trade for him. No, I'd rather not. No. Uh-uh. No. No. You sound like Kevin Hart. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I wasn't his biggest fan when he came. I'm not saying he can't be good, but I, I, I'd i rather go in a different direction. I hear you. But, I mean, Jordan Love is just as risky as Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or any of these other dudes coming on the draft, if that's the path you're going to go. A completely unknown entity. The only difference is Jordan Love has a year of experience under his belt, albeit on the bench watching, but that's still a year in an NFL program. I mean... I'm not that interested. I, I don't even really know how interested I am in these quarterbacks. I am more interested in these quarterbacks coming out at our draft position than I would be yeah. Jordan Love, right? Great. Are any of those quarterbacks going to fall to 19? Who knows? You never know. I would be cooler with that than trading Jordan Love or just not trading that pick. There's not a quarterback I would trade that pick for that's like one of the young guys. Right. That's, it's reasonable, like no Darnold, like none of that shit. Yeah, I'm okay, definitely. definitely. All right. Uh, now that Herney is is likely on his way in, do you think that raises the chances that Cam is here next year? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Cliff get that one first. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a very Cliff question. <laughs> I don't know Darnold. The fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've been told y'all in the chat. That's if I had to bet. Hmm. Today, that is more, and I said this last week. I thought that just to y'all a month ago. It you is did. more than likely, in my opinion, that Cam is our quarterback next year. It just there is the scenario through which he is our quarterback to start week one mm-hmm. is more likely to me than the other possibilities. Yep. Yeah. All True. for the simple fact that Cliff, like you said, he's clearly he's familiar with the system. They know him. It's mm-hmm. not going to cost no draft picks. You get to keep all your cap space if you're being honest about it. Like He's available. Yep. He's, he's going to be he's actually he's available. Mm-hmm. Hella cheap. Didn't he play for one, year, $1 million dollars last year? Yep. Yeah. One mil, yeah. bro. Yeah, he'd be hella cheap. And I'll be hella honest. Cheap. I'll be honest, man. I, I, he is obviously not the same quarterback he was before. 
Now, our, the way we do this, we how we're like, well, you stink now, even though they had no offseason and they had no talent, right? In an offense that we are always told is very complicated, he mm-hmm. was out there with no offseason. He's clearly not the same player he used to be. That is clear. I think he could give you average QB play, though. Absolutely. With with still with the Cam dynamic dynamics of Cam still there to a certain degree, that would mm-hmm. help us a lot. Yeah. So I, agree. I, I don't know. I don't oppose it if that is what they go with. I'm not like oh, I, I can't believe we're doing that. I don't oppose it either because I can see a scenario where they bring Cam in and I can see them drafting a quarterback to kind of groom behind Cam. So, I mean, I wouldn't look at it as, oh, no, we can't have Cam Newton. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they're definitely going to take a long look at it. Not just the simple fact that we hired Herney. I think they're just going to look at it because, one, he knows the offense. Two, he would come cheap. And like you said, you're not giving up no draft capital for that. Like, it's a veteran quarterback who knows your system. I mean, he could be there with some young guys. And if it works out, cool. If not, he's there to groom the young people. So I, I could definitely see that happen. That wouldn't be my first choice, but I could definitely see And that. honestly, the way that shit played out in New England makes me more comfortable. Because because it's going to come with no real expectation. No, no real risk involved. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. Would you take him, Paul? What you think? I think if Cam Newton were a quarterback next year, I wouldn't mind it, but I would prefer that he's somebody that signed to the roster after the draft. Like, if you don't make any progress with Stafford or Watson and you sit at 19 and you don't get a guy that you want, then Cam Newton's still available. Yeah, to Adam, of course. That's, that's the way I look at it. And that's not a knock at Cam saying that he should be an afterthought. I just think that there's other routes I would prefer to go before I, I explore Cam Newton. Well, you wouldn't yeah. even necessarily have to wait till after the draft, you being honest, because the deal that New England gave him, not saying we'd only give him a million dollars, but you can secure Cam, make sure you got him in the case that you need him at, as a starter if a quarterback doesn't drop to you in the draft, so to say. You know, you don't have, I don't think you necessarily have to wait till after the draft, but, you know, pick him up. And if you get a guy that you, you know, want to build yeah. your team around, you could possibly cut him. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't think I, I wouldn't necessarily wait till after the draft, but I hear you. I think the thing yeah. with the draft is – they're at 19, and it's highly unlikely there's a QB. Of, of, of those QBs that have been discussed, it is unlikely one of them is there at 19. The only way they'd be getting one of those QBs is if they moved up. So I think the question is, would you even move up for a – if you had to move up – if you were told they were moving up for a quarterback, obviously non-Lawrence division, would you be okay with that? Like if they move from 19 to 12 or 13? For Lance? What if he, I mean, any of the three. Any of the three. I couldn't be mad at it. I mean, if they, like you said, if they dialed in on a player that they felt fits their system, I mean, we can't. I, I, I don't see any reason to be mad at that, especially if you're okay with them trading the picks for a veteran. You know what I mean? Like, if they identified a young kid coming out that they think fits their system, I'm all, I'm all for it. I just hope they're right. <laughs> Okay, this this is not apples to apples comparison, obviously, because um, we don't pick as low on the on the on the totem pole as the Chiefs did in 2017 when they got Mahomes. Because remember, the Chiefs moved from 27 to 10 mm-hmm. to get Mahomes, mm-hmm. and they ended up just trading a first and a third to move up 17 slots. Did Houston trade up for Watson, or am I forgetting some shit? 
No, I think they I think they stood pat and got him at their pick. So the Bears were just stupid. Okay, gotcha. Yes, the Bears were just extremely stupid. Got it. <laughs> uh, either one of you check out uh, Alex Smith on 60 Minutes. I did not, but I heard what he I heard about what he was saying. Cliff, you? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. So that's 0 for 3. None of us watch that shit. But anyway, uh, I'm sure you both heard him say something along the lines of it emboldened him to believe he can play in this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on that? You want me to go first? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't he be emboldened? Right. I like. I've been saying this since we started talking about Alex Smith in the offseason. People seem to be far more concerned for him in a way that's almost like, like he doesn't know himself better than we. Like you know, what I'm saying it just seems that's how weird. his wife was talking too. Cliff, like I understand you guys concerned, but you know like, what I mean. The guy <laughs> was the first pick in the draft. He's a super. He's clearly an incredibly competitive person. Definitely. Why people yeah. thought he would come and do this for like some sort of like farewell? <laughs> Does he even strike people as the kind of person that would do this out of like? Hell some, no! Far you know what I mean? Blue so hair. he made it through the season healthy, like with no no injury, no injury that was caused because of the, his previous injury, basically, mm-hmm. right? So why wouldn't he want to continue playing? Yeah, I can't knock it, man. The you know dude I mean? for where, all the shit that he went through, like I can't knock anything he said. If that's how he feels, if he wants to continue his career, by Alex, by all means, do you, bro? Nobody should be telling Alex Smith any goddamn thing because right. nobody predicted that Alex would even have been able to do what he did this past year. So, I mean, if Alex wants to continue playing, by all means, brother, keep going. People think he worked that hard. People think he worked that hard to come back for one season, right? No, I hear you on that. But that being said, do you think that he should continue playing? Here, not at that cap number, but sure. There's no more guaranteed money on that on his contract, right? But if we keep him, that shit skyrockets like 24 mil or some shit. Yeah, it's think, something think like it's that. Extreme number, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, listen. I there's a scenario where I'm fine with him being our quarterback. Yo, when the guy plays, we win the fucking game. Clearly, the guys love playing with him, huh? Like, I don't know what it is. is. I don't believe in QB wins. I know this though. When he plays, we fucking win. Mm-hmm. When everybody else plays, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, we've literally had everybody else do this bitch since he's been here. Yep. <laughs> when he plays, we win the game. It ain't always pretty, but we fucking win. Yep. We just going to sit at that number stable because it ain't gonna be at that number, brother. Can't be. Can't do Can't it. Be. Can't do it. Do you think it'd be a bad look if? A scenario went down where they went to Alex and asked for some money back, and he said no, and then we released him. Or is it? Yeah. Is it just? It's just business. I mean, like we we love you, Alex. Everybody loves you and respects you. Everybody admires you for what you did, but we can't keep you for twenty four million dollars. I mean, the business is the business. Like, I don't yeah. think like who's going to be sweating that. I think it's more a matter of what does Alex Smith want to do. Does he want to start? Does he want to compete for a starting job? Does he want to be a backup? Like, I think the question goes beyond even just the cap it for him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. 